Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We, we're from a world, I have to share this, I just, on my mind now, there's a lot we want to get to this morning. We're from a world, I'm awed by the guys, right, Sonish, and people, the, the guys put together their lives, the, the last night of yeshiva as a mushal, but even be checking in with the guys these three weeks, to really describe to Rai Sun and Shine the, the three weeks we've been through, I just this morning for a few minutes caught up, he's outside Yehuda Rutenberg, and a lot of guys were catching up on the journeys. And guys are filling me in where they're up to, filling each other in, talking over, and it's gorgeous here with a chasen here, with Yosef sitting in Lakewood. And each guy, their journey really putting together the pieces and even difficulties. We're at stages, the guys, that many things, difficulties when we were younger, are not, are, are, have just become an important part of our journey. And pieces are coming together and things, there's a... The journey doesn't end. And always discovering new nuances in ourselves, things we want to work on, new challenges, old challenges, figuring out. Nobody's presenting like we've resolved those. Lifelong nisyanis that are, that are, that live with us. But a certain sense that, that think there's a certain order, Baruch Hashem, in our lives that we have, we have a picture, we have, we have a process, we have, we've taken steps, we've responded to a lot of things. I told the guys that I once was dealing with a, um, a guy had been through a divorce and he was dating a girl. And the girl called me that she said, I, I, I can't go right there, not because he got divorced. It bothers me he has no response to the divorce. What it do to you? He just like shrugs. He has no, he didn't process what, in what way did you change? What did it bring out of you? What? And he couldn't in any sophistication, she was right. He had no response to events of his life. I, I've said over a number of times, where I, Sunshine and I, my dining room, met a girl who was describing in terms of Shaduchim, she has a past, and exactly what to share, what not to share. I was discussing that we come from a world, and people aren't announcing, I went through this and clapping on the bima, but a certain comfort in where we've been, a comfort in the challenge that, I, that, that I've responded to it. I could explain what I've done with this, how I've grown from this. It's an oil manasayan, every single one of us. If you're alive, you have manasayanus, that there's been responses and will continue to be. And it's not like, so... But the, the word here, there's a certain order and a certain resolving and working through all, like the parts of our life. I think as we stayed, there's a certain shlemus to our lives, a certain like homeless to our lives. It's interesting to me, just this is a funny thing, here we have a chasen, Maish Sunshine is a, a chasen Baruch Hashem. And it's funny to me, Maish, in a personal way, I'm not, I, this, your simcha is your simcha, and, and a tremendous chasen, and, and, and a tremendous simcha, Baruch Hashem, a tremendous simcha. But the, the funny part, my, she's in my, in, in, the way your simcha hit me, I, we all have different parts to our life. I grew up as a youngster, my best friend was, was Maisha's future father-in-law, was a best friend of mine, and I grew up. And now I've been here for many, many years, Baruch Hashem, we've been here 20, 21 years. 
in Waterbury and like you connected all parts of my life, Maish. <laughs> Just in a very interesting way. It's fascinating, like two different parts colliding and fascinating. You should be zayichet to build a bias now of Yisrael. Mazel tov, mazel tov, Maish. Somehow it reminded me though of people's journeys and all the parts like coming together and working together. That just, but anyway, Mazel Tov, really Mazel Tov. I told Maish the line, I told, I, I told Maish Sunshine the line from, from Dovi's father, from Raikilsa's father. Raikilsa's father once told me about, he said, the weird part about my son is that he means it. <laughs> That was Mr. Kilson's line about, about Rav Dov, but yeah, Ernst the person. I want to I want to share with the guys. I want to share a svasemis that's that's not that's not really on this week's parish. We know that Sarah Sadibris and parishes for Eschanan is that Sarah Sadibris and having having Avi this here this year so definitely points me this one of that Sarah Sadibris and it points to that Sarah Sadibris of Kibur Avim Kabiris Avicha Basimecha. So I want to share something. In this week's parish, in Veschanon, speaks about Kibravim, Kabrisivich Vesimechon. Going all the way back to Parshas Kedoshim, in Kedoshim it speaks about, it speaks about Myra of parents. And in Parshas Kedoshim it says as follows. It says, Ish, a man, Imoy Va'aviv Tira'u. A man should have I learned from my father it means fear of a father. Rav Gifter said it means reverence of a father. Ish a person should have a fear of his of his of his mother and father. a person should keep Shabbos and And the obvious question that Chazal bring up here is what's the connection here? A person should have reverence. Ish imoy va'aviv tira'u. Person should have reverence for his parents. As shabsoi say tishmayru keep Shabbos. Ani Hashem lekechem. So I want to share with you what the Svasema says. Of course, we know, having learned Masechtas Kedushin this year, that the chiyuv of tira'u, the chiyuv of fearing parents. What is this chiyuv of fearing parents? So we know that they're halachas. We know the halachas in the Gemara Kedushin. 
And it says in Allahis of Kedushin, I'll just read, I want to read the Rashi. I do want to read Rashi before I say this. Rashi brings the Chazal, that the connection, it says a person should fear his parents, keep Shabbos, Soimich, it puts, Shmir Shabbos, Av, Loimer, even though I warned you on revering parents, Im Shabbos, if a parent would say, Bimachal Shabbos, Al Tishmaloi, don't listen. If a parent says to be over a mitzvah, you don't listen. Fear a parent. It's interesting. We've discussed this. We've discussed this before. When people go to a, to a place, they need to be reconstructed. They need to rewire themselves. And they go to any type of rehabilitation, any rehab, and I've experienced a few. Any rehab works, a basic part of the construction of a person is you learn a sense of, of what has what priority, which relationship has what priority. It's an extremely important part of living. You'd be, it's, it shocked me and surprised me. We would think it's very instructive if somebody's going to rebuild and needs help and needs rewiring, you wouldn't necessarily guess this would be early. I would almost say this is the number one thing. It's way up there. And in every place that rewires and reconstructs people, they have to learn and they teach it. They teach it clearly the number one relationship. Number two, priorities, order, what comes first in your relationships. And you'll always see, we speak about codependency in Yeshiva. You'll see people, if somebody grew up, difficult father, difficult mother, and, tr- and then taking a friend and trying to make him your father, trying to make him your mother, trying to fill a hole and a gap that it's not supposed to fill, and putting certain things on relationship that doesn't belong, they really put a lot of effort on constructing in a person what is first, what's second, what's third, how it works. We're so fortunate. And Hashem gave us Tyra. We, we, we learn, I hear these things, then you read such a pasuk, there's not what I want to talk about, you'll hear in a minute, but we read such a pasuk, where the Torah teaches us a parent, and all of us know, Kibar Ave'im is chamurais, is such a basic of Yiddishkeit, of Kibar Ave'im, such a priority, such a focus, and we're so fortunate that we have a Torah that then gives us what's first, what's second. There's psukim, al a person leaves, a person leaves his all different rules of how it works. And here we have a pasuk that kibadavim, and the importance of kibadavim, but ashabsoi say tishmayru. If there's a priority, Hashem, you and Hashem, that is that is first, and then there's a parent which is way before other friends and other relationships. But we have a Torah that builds in us profoundly, orders and teaches the most basic need of a person. It's it's amazing. I wish without seeing from the secular, the Torah needs no support from anyone. Everybody needs support from the Torah. But before I saw guys going to rehab and in the construction of a person needing this, 
I never appreciated this aspect. We're so fortunate that the Torah gives us such a clear sense of what has what priority, what has what focus, what has Kedima to what, how it works in such a clear manner that the Torah gives that. And this, this Pasuk is giving that, is building in us, in the nation worthy of having the Torah, and Hashem trains us what is what priority. But I want to share the Svas Emes. And the Svas Emes asks what Shaykhis a man should fear his parent, keep Shabbos, Ani Hashem Lekechim. Says the Svas Emes like this. And I hope I'm saying it right. I hope Svas Emes, I've only, I'm very, I'm a rookie at Svas Emes. And I'm still trying to learn it. I want to share this piece because it's something I've thought about already. So I want to share this with you. I, the week I saw this Vasemis, I had an experience and I was thinking mamish about it. So I saw Ashkoch, I was just starting to learn Svasemis, and I was thinking about this topic and saw the Svasemis. For anybody who's learned Svasemis, he's, you don't see Achreinim write that brief. Rishainim write, he, you, 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 we're all used to Malumid that when you learn a Rishan, a Ritva, a Rashba, they write only a few words and you have to figure everything out. Achreinim, the way it works is we started having Shetcha Satayra and Achreinim write more explicit. Obviously for the generation needed more and write more explicit. If you ever look at introduction to Svarim, even in the Paiskim, more and more Torah Shabal Peh is not allowed to be written down. Dvarim, the Gemara and Gittin, Dafsamach, Dvarim Shabal Peh, Yatur Shailukaisvan. As there's more shekhasat Torah and there's an ace lasa, it's more and more Torah is written and written more and more clearly. Rishayinim write briefer and, and you figure out more. That's how Rishayinim write. Achrayinim write more lengthy and say more. Achrayinim were not better writers and were not deeper than Rishayinim. They weren't deeper people. The Rishayinim were, the Rishayinim were bigger and understood, but the Rishayinim wrote more, hinted at things. That's how, that's how, and all of us are trained how to learn Rishayinim. <clears throat> when we learn Achreinim, so we're used to them telling us much, much more. Now, in the way we still have, it's important, we still have to think, we still have to build on that, but we're used to them expressing more. When you learn a Svasemis, you almost have to put on your Rishan brain, the way you learn Rishayinim, and it's very difficult, he says so brief, and you're trying like what did he and many pieces I find much more than Raiv much more than Raiv I don't have to say Raiv piece much more than Raiv that I'm not Zaycha to understand yet I need to figure out a plan it's a, it's a hard safer to learn you need to get the like everything you need to have the right te- mentors for it and the right Svarim to learn he is very very brief after you see a piece are you convinced you have the right shot did you say shot did he say shot like you have with the Shainim you want to make sure did he say the shot did you you, you, know, you don't stop your ideas in a, in, a, in a Rishan you have to make sure it's, it's loyal to the shot to what he's saying so I, I have to give that disclaimer but it was on my mind that week for a certain reason and then I saw this Vasemis I want to share what I understand in, in the mitzvah of being of revering parents of fearing parents so the Gemarian Kedushin says don't sit in their seat as one of the laws that involves in Myris don't sit in their seat I become increasingly interested in my life when I was younger what resonated by me is practical don't sit in their seat that's certainly true 
You should not sit in your parents' seat. They have their seat at the table. In every Jewish home, it's like very important. And, and when I was younger, that's what resonated by me. Don't sit in their seat. And all of us in a Jewish home know what your father's telling. And ever you ask for, Tati, I, I could sit here. Uh, well, don't even ask. You just don't sit. Your father has a seat. And your mom has a seat. And all of us, that's like a basic in a Yiddish home, as it should be. Don't sit in their seat. It's like, it's literally like an important part of every single Jewish home. At the Shabbos table, you have Tati's seat, you have mommy's seat. And every kid, it's like built in, as it should be. Increasingly, as I get older, I'm also curious, like, what's being said. What Hashem's Torah, besides the practical law which we keep, He's talking to us. And I'm increasingly interested. So I'm more interested now. What does that mean not to sit in their seat? What's it saying to me not sitting in their seat? I keep what it says. Don't sit in their seat. What is it saying? What is it building? What is that? There's many, many laws of Kibbut Avim with Myra, I can, and certainly Hashem wants us to figure them all out. All of us can, if we wanted and worked hard, and maybe today, we can come up with fearing our parents, revering, we probably can come up with a thousand. If we worked hard, a thousand laws that are all a hundred percent in what Hashem meant, Myra and Av. Yet the Gemara's example is don't sit in a seat. That's where I, I that's where I've come to understand what what I used to think was machshav was a different way of learning, is by force there's something more there because there are a thousand laws that could be part of Myra, yet the Gemara singled out don't sit in their seat as a very instructive, clearly there's something more fundamental about this one, because you probably can come up with a thousand laws of revering your parents, literally a thousand, and they're all included it's true it's true. We're, we would jump to this one, you and I. We would jump to it. Really, when I said a thousand, I meant it. It would take a long time. It would not be easy. And we're so used to don't sit in their seat. We're used to it because that's the example the Gemara gave. But there are nuances and cases and scenarios we have in our relationship to our parents. There's something called Myra. There's something called revering and fearing and certainly not contradicting. We have the ones the Gemara says. And clearly from those laws is constructing a certain relationship. When I said a thousand, there's much more. I'm just saying if we worked hard, we can probably get to a thousand. It would be endless scenarios in history of what a relationship would look like when there's Myra, that you're not equals, that you're not equals, there's a Myra. Close, close friends. A parent is close friends, that's Pesukim in the Torah, but there's something called Myra. But nonetheless, <coughs> the law that's singled out is don't sit in their seat. Says this Fasemis, what it means not to sit in a parent's seat is that don't present don't don't sit in somebody's seat means what belongs to somebody else, their position, their stature, their accomplishment. When you sit in their seat is presenting that it's yours. You sit there. Imagine a rub doesn't show up to shul and you pull a shtick. You pull a shtick. A bacham destroyed. It's not, it's not a pleasant trick. They had a friend in high school who had a big beard. They had a friend with a big beard. Somehow, like the first day of English, maybe Maisha Zaychet, a beautiful beard. And this guy, young and 12, had a big beard. And for the first day of high school in English, they somehow presented that he's a new Rebbe in the yeshiva and he like sat in on the class and the teacher was like being apologetic to him, you know. 
if you if, if there's an empty seat, if there's an empty seat in shul, and you walk up and you play your the rav. Imagine you walk into a place and just like pretend you're the rav, you sit down there, you're sitting in somebody else's seat. You're, it's not your seat. You're sitting. In, it's interesting. The Rosh Hashiva of Mountaindale, Rev Rothenberg. See, he never after his Rebbe Reb Davis started Mountaindale, and he was a tremendous Talmud of Reb Davis. I'm reading the book right now about Rev Rothenberg. It's really in a lot of ways, and we've alluded a lot this summer to this book. It's a book about his Rebbe Reb Davis. Rev Rothenberg, after his Rebbe was Nifter, never went to the front. He never went to the front. He continued sitting in the back. And the Rebbeim and Mountain, the Aladayimadzeh, I believe, sit in the back. And the reason he didn't move to the front is he says, my Rebbe's still running the yeshiva. Interesting. He means he's going with his ideals and his the things he learned from his Rebbe. See, he never sat in his seat. The sitting in the seat represents your, your saying it's you. Says the Svasem is not sitting in our parents' seat, is the understanding that things we have come from our parents. Things we have come from them. I took a trip to, I was there to go with my father. I took, we were in the car for probably close to nine hours. I went with my father and my aunt, my father's sister, Abi Murray's sister, and we drove a long trip to a hospital together there and back to Baltimore. If I remember, we were in the car altogether, maybe eight hours, nine hours. We were in the car many, many hours. When I came home, <clears throat> I told my wife, what I have belongs to my father. I'm talking about the good stuff. You know, they write in books. Any mistake is the crazy stuff, that's my own stuff. But the, the, the things I told my wife, what I have is from my father, hearing my father. And hearing him talk with his sister and overhearing, I just came home with that sense as he getting over talking 20, 40, 60. So <clears throat> I'm still with the 20s. And what I'm happening in my upper 20s is thats is that so much of what we have comes from our parents. So many gifts, so many ideas, so many important things are from our parents. And not sitting in their seat means give the credit. Don't pretend it's your own. Give credit. Appreciate. I spoke to a Yid. I spoke to a Yid who's a very, very big Rav. And he's, he's in Avelos this year. You should all have our parents. He's in Avelos. And he described to me, similar to how much he's chapped comes from, comes from his parents. How much he chapped. I spoke to my brother-in-law who just lost his father. And he said, it's going to take me a year. He said, my father hasn't been well, has, he took care of his father. Many of the guys know from our fishers. Rabbi Nizvi took care of his father. His father was not well. And for eight years, he took care of his father in remarkable ways. He says, it's going to take me time to step back. The father at the end of his life wasn't fully, wasn't Bedas, and he was caring and bathing and feeding and literally carrying his father, literally for years and he said it's going to take time to step back and reconnect to my father of my whole life who impacted me so much and to absorb all the impact he had on my life and all the midas tivas he was asking me for recollection he said you weren't there when I was when 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 I was going through this last kufa, I'm curious. Like, say over the, my father to me that you remember. I was describing the gentleness of the man, the sweetness of the person. 
a quiet listener and an encouraging person, a positive person, and he liked hearing that, and he said, I'm going to, over the years, step back into all that. And that's part of not sitting in their seat. Part of not sitting in a tata's seat and a mama's seat is the understanding of their place and the importance of their place, how much they've given us. Don't sit in their seat. Don't, don't sit in the rough seat. There's a rough, there's a rough. Give the credit to the one who deserves the credit. Give the position to the one who deserves the position. So that's how the Svasemis explains Ish Avi a person profoundly understanding. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened. Why I was, I literally was mechavim to the Svasemis. I had an interesting experience. I was giving a shear in Tag, and it's a girls, it's a girls school in, in the five towns. I struggled as an organization called Tag that has to do with computers. To me, it was the school my sisters went to. So, but that Tag was a girls school in five towns. And I was giving a shear in Tag, and in the middle of the shear, my mother came in, she was business, and she came in. I, I was unexpected. I see my mother in the back. Now, I had this feeling, and this is before I saw the Svasemis, and something occurred to me. You have to like, picture her sitting there saying a shear, giving a speech, and then I see my mother's in the back. She's all the way in the back, like listening, and I'd see, I, didn't, I don't know how long she was there until I noticed her, five minutes, ten minutes, and, she, and I noticed my mother there. Now, obviously, my mother's there. I'm going to speak about her. I'm going to shout her out, if you will. I, it, a thought occurred to me. In the middle of a speech, my mother's there. A thought occurred to me. To, I'm sitting at this crowd. So is it like a pleasant, like, okay, like an obligatory, like, shout out, or like, keep it up, hey, say your mother. There was something deep, and it was keep it up, but not... There was something that occurred to me that I'm tricking all these girls. What I have is from her. I should sit down. Mom, okay. What I have is from my mother. My mother taught me about Hashem. My mother taught me about faith in God. What I have, my mother's prayer, my mother's tefillah. What I have is from her. I'm like, I'm like tricking the girls. I don't want to like shout, give like, give some, throw some covered. I'm tricking them. What I have is from my mother. I'm, I'm giving shiurim. I'm like trying to fill you in on what I got from my mother. And I wanted to figure out a way. I'm sitting there. How do you do something that's expected to do and you're supposed to do? But I want to, I want them to understand it's more than that. So that's, I saw this Vasemish, Mamish after, could be it was that week even. Shaykh, if it wasn't that week, it was, uh, it was the next week. It could be it was that week, I feel. And then I saw this Vasemish of not sitting in their seat. And he says this, I hope it's not, I didn't push it in there, but I'm Kemat Barra, maybe we'll ask right Sanjay, I'm Kemat Barra, he says, Layesha bim Kaiman is the, what the Torah says about Tiro, about fearing parents, is giving them the credit. Not sitting in their seat, not pretending that you're the one. And he says, that's Mama Shabbos. And Shabsoi said to Shmoiru, Hashem's our father. Hashem's our father. And Shabbos is all week we have a gig. We pretend we're in charge. We're running. We're doing. Don't sit in your father's seat. Shabbos. Shabbos is get out of your father's seat. Stop being the constructive one, pretending you're doing. That's the manucha, the tranquility of Shabbos. Hashem is running. We have a lot we do and we're very important, but don't get out of Hashem's seat. And he says that Shabbos, so he said to Shmeiru, Ani Hashem. 
That's how he says that this incredible, incredible Pasuk, that Shabbos is Bechina, get out of Hashem's seat. That Hashem is running the world and we, we, we stop that gig the pretend everything's on our shoulders, everything's, no, it's, throw to Hashem your packages, He's the creator, He's the one doing and accomplishing and creating, that is a Shabsoi site to Shmeru. That's, that's keep Shabbos. I wanted to share this, I wanted to share this incredible Svasemis, I think it's <laughs> quite, quite amazing. You ever heard this right, Taylor? I thought this Vasemis was was Dvarim Niflun. It's interesting over these over these weeks that we get to be and it's coming to a close, that we get to be together. The Siata Dishmaya, the incredible, not it, this it, it, all our lives are both say we see Yad Hashem. In our Zivugim we have Tuchasan and Maish and Maish in our Zivugim we see that. In our Zivugim, we see Siat and Shmaya, we see Hashem's hands. In all aspects of our lives, we see Hashkachas Hashem. Amazing. In the raising of our children, we see Hashkachas Hashem. In this yeshiva, in a group of sincere people trying to grow, the Siat and Shmaya, the has been like at levels that are in our lives that we could see we see Yad Hashem but we see Hashem hiding and we we can call it out but even sometimes it comes out benigla Hashem's normal on Haggah's behester and things are hidden and if you you open your eyes he wrote a song your future should open your eyes if we open our eyes we could see Yad Hashem every once in a while there's a different on where it's more open I mean this honestly. The anhaga of the yeshiva is different. The anhaga is different. I see things that are just more miraculous, more open, like things that are are, are foreign. It's more open. Hashem. It makes sense. There's a group. There's a lot of merits. Every single person, their father and grandfather and zayda and elta zayda. There's a group of people who want to grow. The siyata d'shmaya that has a chaburu was and certainly in our own lives we see yad hashem, and certainly in our own lives we have times when things are more begali. It's like undeniable. <laughs> it's like open. You don't have to even work to see. The Hanhaga with the Chabura B'nai Taira is, is, is like supernatural. It's not, it's not regular, the Hanhaga. This camp brought out a lot of the Siyat of the Shmaya, a lot of the people that Hashem was Mizak our Chabura. People at the right time in the right places, right? Sunshine was involved in, 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 it was the source really. He's the one who told me about Rabbi Yaman Siegel. As a marshal, somebody came in, he's helped a lot of, he's, he's uplifted our Chabura. Even guys who haven't had his chus, the things he taught me and taught our friends that have gone around our Chabura, the ability, the importance of feeling and crying and the ability to feel and cry and the Torah that that taught me and taught us and all different things, but it's him. Ravarye Weiss, we've been fabricating with the whole time miracles, just the right people at the right time, all the different chevra, how we've meshed together, the different people, how we've come together, the different penetrator that have popped in for a day, a week, the whole time. We've seen a siyata deshmaya. 
literally a seat we're from different yeshivas here, so it's highlighted a lot coming together. There's like the words you hear now, Rav Fisher's yeshiva, and Ray Bina, he came, Rav Brudner's, Rav Fisher's, and Ray Bina, Rav Center's, the different yeshivas, they, a few years ago, there was no Rav Fisher's yeshiva. And I was there, Rav Fisher had an idea to start a certain type of yeshiva that's not similar to what he ended up doing, we all have ideas, and, and the Siat Nishmai, exactly what we need, exactly what the Chevra needed, exactly. And then Rebbe Rome was a Rosh Hashiva, an Israeli Yeshiva, somehow Rice Stern, Rebbe Rome, Nisim, Nisim, like different type of what we need, when we need, as the guys need, literal, literal Nisim. And this, this point, Hashabsoisai Tishmaru, to give credit, to give credit, to give credit, but more beyond giving credit, to really have a sense, to feel Hashem's busy with me, Hashem's giving us stuff, He's giving us stuff, to just understand it. Hashem is into us, He's into us, that's a, that's a tremendous feeling. Revelu Brudni spoke, and here's a, one of the Manhige Yisrael, and what he said, he said, beautiful, such beautiful things. This Nikuda that Hashem is into us. Hashem's into a group that's coming together to grow, to serve Hashem, to face Nisyanus and work through Nisyanus. And Hashem's support is supporting that and into it in an Anhaga that's so clear. That's all part of Hashem's Soisai Tishmaru. And to me, I'm excited that we'll be Zaycha. We'll be Zaycha this Shabbos to spend Shabbos together. Then we're, we're parting after Shabbos. Monday morning we're parting. We get to spend a Shabbos together. I wanted on this Arab Shabbos. I wanted to express this as Shabbosai Tishmaru. To express the Akara. The recognition that nobody should sit in Hashem's seat. He is the organizer, the arranger. Just the amazing Siata Dishmaya. I've watched the different Rebbeim in Yeshiva, how it's, how it's worked out, how it's all come together in beautiful ways. All the different, all the different things we have, nobody sit in Hashem's seat, nobody. Don't sit, don't be a mechotzev. Don't pretend. Don't sit in Hashem. So I wanted to share Chaim, I've told you this Vasemis before. No, I don't think so. I'm happy to tell it to you now. The way I understand it, again, this is like the journey of learning Svasemis. I'm like at the Aleph base of it. But this was one I understood and punked. So, Siyata Dishmai, amazing Svasemis. I think I understand about one in ten. That's what I would estimate, an estimation, one in ten. Is that good? Is that? I don't know batting. I can base Lahavdo. Like I know you bat 300. I have like a sister. He, yeah, they come up a few don't come, but then they, I have to get assist me quotes midrashim, and I have to get a copy that gives you. So I don't even know the medrash. Even when he does that, I'm not always clear. Those are from different years, I assume. Yeah, he takes a, the pieces. Do repeat, add, take. But if I don't know what he added, then I then even that one in ten is probably like being generous to me. <laughs> but he does seem to like there are nuance there are differences yeah. the piece but I'm not sure <laughs> changes over the years yeah, yeah. I got Chizuk I met Reb Hanina by a so I told him like my batting average he gave Chizuk he said like he's been learning what? I saw one on his table <laughs> yeah yeah
When you learn, when you learn Svarim, I've said this to the guys before. When you learn all your lives, I want all the guys, we're gonna all expand and grow and be B'nai Aliyah. Don't be, don't, don't learn a safer. If you just like, let me see, is there anything here? Whenever I've learned the safe like that, no, there's nothing there. You won't find anything. It doesn't work. Because I've tried over my life, I've tried like Svarim to see, you think I like anything? At the point you're ready to learn it, make a serious effort to learn it. If you want to be a Talmud, then be a Talmud. You know what the guys in the mirror, guys used to go to Shirim, it's a certain type of guy, it's a kind of guy. They would jump sheer to sheer, checking out the sheer. They, those guys never find a good sheer, never. You're going to a sheer, checking out, I can't explain it. It doesn't work like that. You check, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> In that oifen of checking out, it's going to be a nah. Those guys never find a sheer, and they graduate with no sheer. There's an oifen of checking out that it doesn't, goof that you check it out that way, it won't work. We said, uh, the Gemara Babakama, that he said, he said, serve me and then I'll tell you pshat. You want to be a Talmud? You want to be here? It doesn't work checking it out. The Svasem is just one of the many, many, many places that I've discovered this. That's not how to learn something. If you don't do it in the right manner, how does, in a Shia, if you're checking out Shiurim, you're a guy, you'll, you'll always be checking out Shiurim. Sit and make yourself a Talmud and then see where it takes you. See where it goes. Sit there, be a Talmud and then, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it works. If you're checking out, if you're spying on something, you're not, you're not gonna get it and you'll just afterwards have a good excuse that I checked out all the shiur. That type of checking out, it doesn't, it doesn't work. But, but that, this, this idea that I wanted is important for me to share with the guys. This idea because all of us, all of us have tremendous, tremendous appreciation for what we're zaychet to and to understand that siyata d'shmaya. This is, this is open stuff and to have, to have this experience that even the very experience sitting here in Sulam, the way that happened and the way that all came out, sitting here in Lake George is like a, <laughs> is like a remarkable series of nisa. My friend Rabbi Kilson, like when, when Sulam happened miraculously, so it was these miracles. Rev. Aryeh's partner is a nephew, of, one partner is a nephew of Ray Teitelbaum, and he arranged the miracles. Right, 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 kills like it's, oh, you're opening a, like this was like a business decision, like we're opening a camp now to, <laughs> miraculously, we had something in my house and it was way too packed, and with Nisim, Hashem dropped us into this, this, this lap of luxury, this beautiful, this just gorgeous matzah that was miraculously, we were sent to in amazing, amazing ways. He was like, I would, he, he was, oh, that's such a good idea. You're opening a camp. You must have, you know, searched America and found a beautiful spot. And now you make a nice geschäft out of it. No, that's not what happened. No, no, no. We were like dragged here, brought here. It was like discovered in amazing ways. Much like we have in Durham, we have here. I told the guy, I tell over the guys, Mish, the story of Durham. The story of Durham is a government threw us out of Waterbury. And that whole summer, my Yamuna was shaken. And I told my wife, I don't know, what does Hashem want? There was no Waterbury. There was no, a month to Yeshiva, there was no such place called what? We were shut down. And clearly, we couldn't get another place in Waterbury. We looked at something in Stamford. I don't know how that would have worked. The Rebbeim don't live in Stamford. The success of the Yeshiva is the Rebbeim being involved and there. 
and we were we were like stuck. Yitz Rabinowitz has this thing. He loves looking for camps. For years, it's his childhood dream to have the camps. He looks at campuses for years. He found out about Durham, Mamish Nisim, and we got Durham three weeks to this man. On opening day, Mish, we go, our last dorm wasn't the fanciest in the world. And the neighborhood where the dorm was is not Waterbury. Waterbury is a beautiful city of Yidden. The campus is not in the city, is not in the... We were in a different type of play environment, the campus. And when we got, the, when we got Durham, so opening day, I had been kicking and screaming and challenged, like, what does Hashem want? We end up getting this gorgeous, stunning campus. Opening day, parents are looking. And I'm telling you, the old parents, the parents who had been there on the old campus and transferred to the new, there was a certain campus, like, you know what you're doing? I'm sitting there like, you know, like you have this rolling, like, as a plan to go, like, you, you upgrade, you have ideas, and you've left. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't sit in anybody's seat. That's not what happened. And the, all of our jobs is to keep Shabbos. And certainly we keep the halachas. Don't sit in your father's seat. Don't sit in mama's seat. And certainly be shame Shabbos, but let's be shame Shabbos. Let's be shame Shabbos in a, in a, in, in, with the halachas and with the understanding of the days to give credit for our journeys, to give credit, of course, to our parents. Who give us and that tremendous, tremendous credit to our parents who give us so much and credit and tremendous credit to Hashem. I wanted to close and then I'm going to pass, I'm going to pass the wall days Hashem to Rai Sun and Shine, who we've been excited to hear. I want to share, I want to share something with the guys that I said to some of the guys, I want to say on this Vasemis, I want to say something that's important to me before we, Part and Sunday will be the last time we have Musa together now for a little while. So I wanna I wanna share something that I've observed. I have noticed, Ray Sunshine, that that I'll tell a parent, I will tell a parent that there's a funny thing, there's a very funny thing. I'll tell a parent in all different ways. And the conversation has different versions of this, but this has happened many times. I'll tell a parent, I love your son, in different nuschas, I love your son, and they'll shoot back very aggressively. I do too! Like a very aggressive, there was no aggression, there was no aggression. I wanted to tell them how much I appreciate their son, and that is their credit, who they love much more than me, and there's an aggressive back, I do too. And I saw it a lot, and typically I've ignored it. For years I ignored it, Okay, somebody's being aggressive back. People have tough days, don't we all? But enough people are aggressive back. There's a sugya going on. So I decided to think about the sugya. I tell a parent I love their kid, and you get shot at back. <laughs> and they're right. The parents are right. Because all too often, friends, friends feel like this all too often. If your friend is struggling with his parent... So we tend to think, what's wrong with him? I love this kid. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. This, this guy is wonderful. And all too often, we, we like almost question the parents, like, don't they love him? Don't they have, and rebellion can tend to do this as well. You love a kid. The kid's amazing. And you tend to think, like, what's wrong with the parents? 
And when you say I love you to a parent, they are hearing that Kesha. I love your son. What's wrong with you? You don't love... And it's, it's, it's a very big sheker. The parent is right. They love them more than you. The parents like him more than his friends. That's, that's a mitzvah. We're, we've been talking, Teshuvah Baruch, we've been, we've been talking, we've suffered loss. Yoni Vaselberg's yard site was on, was on, um, was on Teshuvah. It was Nifter. We heard the news together in, um, in Sulam. Usher Goldman, we, we've been talking, we've been talking during, during the days of, of the, of Klai Yisrael's morning, we've been talking about our losses. And one of the many, many things that we've learned is that parents love their kids more than anybody in the world. All the friends of Danny and Ellie, of Yoni and Danny, of Usher, have tsar from the Petira, and the tsar remains and feel void and lost for sure. But everybody, every honest person can admit that the one who's, who, who's hurting the most is a parent. I don't think one Bach who's being honest about what we've gone through, I don't think one person, honest person, can say, no, I'm more hurt and have more of a void. The parent feels it most. That's very important. In a, in a community, in a chabura that cares a lot about honesty, it has to matter to know that the one who cares the most is a parent. Mistakes and things and difficulty, I'm not condoning. You love the most and you mistreat. It's not, I'm not condoning. It's an important fact. The honesty of a parent loves their kid. It's just an important fact that shouldn't be ignored in a sugya. Who loves me the most? And it's not true. And to understand that, the parent loves. Now good, there's still things that need to be examined. And there's still encouragement and all different things. People, we all, you know, we love. We can have anhagas that are off. It's an important thing to know. So when we say, you know, when we say to a parent's interest, you say, I love your kid, and they like shoot back aggressively. So what is that? They're hearing an attack and they are right. So now you have to change how you say it. I also love you, kid. That kid you love much more than me. I also love him. Somehow you don't can't you don't word it that way, but it has to be like included in the way you say it. Parents love their kids. Know that with your friends. Even know how you encourage your friend. Even know it how you encourage your friend. Your friend who may open up and confide in complicated and deep and difficult, severe difficulty, the parent loves them more than you. It's a very important truth that you could sometimes lose sight of. And hearing challenges and difficulties in relationship, you could lose sight of. So I thought in this sogi of giving parents credit and, and appreciating and not sitting in our parents' seats, Knowing how much we get and how much that love does matter, and knowing this point is an important point that I do that I did want to impart to the guys. I think it's important, so I did want to share that in the Kibbutz Avim Sugya, which comes in in our parsha Beschanan, and in Kedoshim. I wanted to share that with the guys. I've been encouraging guys to go into Chenach as well. That guys should think it's a good career. About you, you, the guys here have sensitivities of difficulty, the guys who have a tremendous respect for other people, I think they would make excellent mechanchim. And we've been talking to Sugi of Chinuch, I think knowing this point, knowing this point is very, very important. I have made a commitment to work with parents more, to be closer to parents, and I'm working at it, right? Kestenbaum really taught it to me and put a focus on, and he's right. At this point, I look at it 100%. August 22nd, 200 guys are going to show up to yeshiva. 
in a complete, complete, real way, they get off the bus with their parents. The parents are in yeshiva. And it's something that took years and years to get in my head. I want to put it into the Rebbeim's heads. And, I'm, and the Rebbeim's, I'm, we're talking a lot about it. The parents are in your shir. The parents are in your shir. Be mashpi on the family. Be mashpi on the family. There's so many ways today to share the Torah, to share the ideals you're teaching by speaking your shotzim in a real way. See what's going on. If there's a person who loves this child that you're loving the most in the world, then it's relevant to your sugya. It's extremely relevant to your sugya. At this point, the parents mamish come to yeshiva. So in, in going into chenach, keeping that point in mind, is huge, is very, very big point to keep in mind. Nobody replaces dad, nobody replaces mom. And the, to, to be at, to, to, to work and resolve things to the one who loves me most is important because they love me most. That, that, that's, that's significant. And Hashem created a world that that is so. That's a very, very important point to keep in mind. I wanted to share that certainly on the week that I'm thinking about parents to begin with, having my parents having this chus. We'll have the opportunity, Bez Hashem. My father will say a shir to the guys, Bez Hashem, after the Kiddush. On Shabbos Day, we'll get to hear Divrei Torah. But I'm thinking about the sogya of not sitting in your parents' seat. How much we get from our parents. And this is what I want to impart. I'm gonna, we're gonna have the opportunity, Bez Hashem, to hear Rai Sunshine over Shabbos as well. But why wait to Shabbos for Big Torah Mel place here? That we eat the foods of Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. Let's hear right, sunshine, Arab Shabbos. First of all, it's inverse canon because it's a din and hilchas keyboard also that when you're doing something, that you, when, you, when you're proactively speaking to someone, you're supposed to give the credit to your father, not to... Not to yourself. As I, that's that's what it says in You're supposed to... Like, if, if, if you meet someone who knows one of your parents and knows you, it says in Hilchah's Kibud that you're supposed to say, I'm so-and-so's son. That's how you introduce yourself. So that's Mamish, the flip side of this. One of my uh, cardinal speaking rules is never to uh, give a cross to an island that you're speaking to that you'd rather not be speaking to them. Because I think it makes everyone feel like, okay, we, this is a good shidduch. You don't want to speak to me, and I don't want to hear you speak. So so, uh, so it's very, very important when you get up to speak that to give over the vibe that that this is interesting to me. This is important to me. This is I have a chavivas for this. That being said, I do have a hesitation speaking here. I had a little bit of a dream, maybe one time, to come one Shabbos to speak, and to come one Shabbos and not to speak. I had a, a cheshek for that. And I want to explain, I want to explain where that hesitation is coming from. Um, it's a very, very real emotion. When I, when I met Rabbi Kalish last night, just for like five minutes, the end of the volleyball game, I, I felt it very strongly to the point that I had to walk away for a few minutes to have what I was feeling. So, so I'm, I'm really just talking through what I've been grappling with. 
I, I started to chap this sugya a bunch of years ago when, when I was, uh, when I was learning in Eretz Yisrael. And I didn't understand what I was seeing until many years later. What happened was I named my, um, I named my Shlomo after of Shlomo Volba. And my father-in-law, Zechariah Levracha, came to Waterbury for Shabbos the week that we, of his bris, and, and his bris was on air of Shabbos. And that Shabbos, I think it was Shabbos actually, and that Shabbos, um, I spoke by the Suda a little bit to the Mishpacha about my memories of Revova. I didn't know him that well, but I had one interesting memory and I just said it as like, just like, okay, this is weird. Let me just tell you what happened. I was Revova, I lived in Rabianus and David's building at the time. And Rabianus and David, it was well known, is about uh, 20 years younger than Revova. But Revova took Rabianus and David to be his Rebbe. And he used to go to the house of a fellow that was 20 years younger than him. He used to go to his house, you understand, they're covered. He would go to his house to learn with him. I, 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 um, I somehow snuck into uh, getting to see what they were learning, not in the house, but when Revolva stopped off in yeshiva for something, I, I, I took a look at the Sefer, and they were learning Kabbalah, but I don't think that changes the point. I don't think it changed. The point is still that he went to learn Kabbalah from someone that was two decades younger than him. It's mind-boggling. Anyway, so Revolva, I'd been learning his farm since I'm 14, so I felt a tremendous reverence for him. And he came up to the doorway of the apartment building. So what would you do? I, I, I opened the door. Right? As soon as happened, I think twice, maybe more. As soon as I opened the door, Revolva somehow starts finding the constellations very fascinating. He stops and he starts going like this. And I'm standing there and he's... Until I realize he does not want to walk through my open door... I let the door close, and he went inside himself. Happened twice. I thought it was very interesting. Now, I do, I am not makabal, the pshat, that he, that it was anova. Are you? It's not anova, because it could be understood as gaiva. Because if we do this Shabbos, maybe I'll walk through a door, and one of you will hold the door open for me, and I'll go, no, please, please, no, you go first. What I'm really saying is, in my head, is, say it again. Let me... Oh, yeah, this is great. I love this. Let's do this again. So it's not it's not a gaiva thing. It, it, w- it would have been much less of a big deal if he would have just walked through the door. I wouldn't even remember the story, and I wouldn't be talking about it. It would have been. Oh, how many times have you opened the door for someone that's older than you? Like it's not it's not something that necessarily stays in your mind. It would have been over. So it wasn't anova. I didn't know what it was. I found it fascinating. Years and years later, I'm speaking at the Shabbos table in Waterbury, and I said over this interesting story. So. My shver, Allah Shalom, went back to Brooklyn and he met Revolva's son-in-law of Erlanger. And he told him, my son-in-law, my, my, uh, my, my son-in-law said this interesting story. So Rev Erlanger said, let me tell you Pshan the story. It's interesting. So he said, the Pshan the story is like this. The Pshat is, and even then I didn't fully understand it. It's a process. But, but, but he says the Pshat in the story is that when Revolva was walking into his Rebbe's house, he was walking in as a Talmud, not as a Rebbe. 
He wasn't going in to be... And when you opened the door for him, you were saying, you're a Rebbe. And, and, he, and he didn't want to be a Rebbe then. He wanted to be learning, not teaching. That wasn't the mode he was in. It was a different mode. So that's why he wouldn't... He said, he said to my Shver, do you really think in his yeshiva, a Bachar opened the door for him, he didn't walk through the door? I can tell you firsthand, he walked through the door. But in that scenario, he didn't want to do it. So I thought that it was some kind of a, like a very sophisticated type of Hanhaga, that when I'm in the mode of Talmud, I act like Talmud. I thought that it was more than I, than I think now it really, it really, I thought it was more abstract than I think now that it was. By the way, I have a riot to this from a Ramban. The uh, Ramban says that, um, Parshas Nitzavim and Parshas Le'elech are right next to each other. Parshas Nitzavim, Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to Klal Yisrael, right? He's talking to Atem Nitzavim, Hayoyim Kulcham Lefnei Hashem Le'elech. He's talking to Klal Yisrael. Parshas Le'elech is, Le'elech Moshe, Moshe went to speak to Klal Yisrael. Why did he have to go to speak to Klal Yisrael? They were just right in front of him. Why didn't he just say, Guys, while you're here, I just want to tell you, Ben Me'avesim Shana Anoichi Hayoyim. So the Ramban says two different things. Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching Torah, Klal Yisrael comes to him. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying goodbye, I'm leaving, I'm gonna miss you, whatever, he goes to them. It's a different thing. He gets, oh, while you're here, no, I need to go to my Talmidim, and I need to say I love you. That has to be a Vayelech. So that's a similar, but I realized that it's not an easy thing to, to be in a place of trying to give over and think in that creative way, emotional way, at the same time that you're also trying to take it in and learn and absorb. It's not an easy thing. And I find this when I, the, the rare times, I'm not able to do it so often, the rare times I come to Durham that I, I really, I really feel like there's a ton, just telling you this personally, I was really grappling with this, I feel like there's a ton just to absorb. And I would love to just sit there and absorb. I would love to absorb, absorb what Rabbi Kalish is saying, which is very, very precious to me, even though I, I did hear you say over oh, that's Vasanis, but it was Gishmak the second time also. And, and to absorb the way that he does that, and to absorb the way that you listen to it, and to watch the relationship happen is one of the things that I love about being here. I feel it right now talking to you, but I love standing on the side and watching it, is that a lot of times speakers speak at the Eilam. And here, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm pretty sure I'm not misunderstanding it. A speaker speaks with the Olam. There's a, there's Be'etzim of just a large conversation taking place. And I'm, I'm struggling. That's what I'm telling you that it's a struggle for me to, it's a struggle for me to step away from that mode of, I just, I just want to take it in. This is, you know, there was one time in the very beginning where Rabbi Kalish was machadish this idea of the uh, of Thursday night chaburas. Do you remember? So doing Thursday night chaburas. So, so, um, 
So we, I was giving one of my first Thursday night Chaburas and there was a guy in the Chabura sitting there by the table and I was saying something and suddenly he burst out, oh, I need this. And I remember in my very, you know, my, my very young first few shiurim of my life experience, I remember how like profoundly it affected me. Like the guy just like, it just like burst out of him. This is important for me. I need this. And that's, that's, that's what I was feeling yesterday. Like, wow, I, I need this. Like, this man is going to start soon. Life is going to go on. I'm going to have to find my tie. You know, like, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's, like, things are gonna, things are gonna move along, and, and I, 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 I need this. This is, this is precious to me. That's why I really love the idea of, 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 of doing the, the reaction to Rabbi Kalish slot. I love that slot because it's, uh, I'm used to it from way back, but, but it's, uh, it, it helps me be miyash of that steerer. So, uh, but again, the, 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 um, this is not my way of standing by the door and, uh, and, uh, and, and standing there and saying, you know, I'm not, that, that's not my point. I, I came here and I feel a massive akaras to Rabbi Kalish and to Rabbi and to the yeshiva and, and and I and I and I want to I want to be here to if 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 what they if what they would like from me is to give then I want to give that's what I want to do that's why I'm here, but um, but that's the first thing that I'm giving is that the, I really feel like I re, I really feel like I would love to I, like I need this I ju- I would love to just uh, to keep taking it in. I hope that even from this vantage point I'll still be able to be mekayim that. To be able to learn from the Eilam, to learn from Rabbi Kalish. I was thinking about the Layeshev Le- Bimkaimai that you were saying, and I thought of a, as you were talking now, I thought of a, an interesting, an interesting contrast that some, sometimes, so you're, you're saying, B'Shem Desvasemes, that Layeshev Bimkaimai is like, don't take his place. Give, give that internally, give credit and understanding and hakara to the makayim that a parent has in my life. I was thinking that sometimes it could be that a parent wants a kid to be yeshev bim kaimai, wants a son to be yeshev bim kaimai, not necessarily in a, in a healthy way. In other words, that's like when the mechanech, it could be with a friend, a mechanech, a, a parent, where there's this like unspoken desire that you be exactly like me. To be yoshev bimkaymai. And I think it's incredible that, that the Torah says, not that, no, it's okay if your children aren't like you. But no, the Torah says more than that. The Torah says, that's not a cover to you. It's not respectful to me if my children are carbon copies of me. What's respectful to me is if my children can run with what I've given them and become themselves. So I, 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 it's like an interesting contrast on the Loyeshev Bimkaimai. I have to be makir not to sit in my father's seat and to be makir how much he has played a pivotal role 
in, in, in forming the kaiches that I have. But I also can't be Yoshev bim kaimai ba'ifin that if somebody comes in 50 years later, they're like, is that the father or the son? Which one is that? No, it should be very obvious. We see this, right? Avram and Yitzchak, you couldn't find two different people. They were so, so, so different. There's a lot of Torah about how different they were. Rav Dessler says it was one of Yitzchak's greatest accomplishments that despite the fact that it would have been easy for him to just be like his father, he formed his own, his own identity and his own derech. So I thought that was a fascinating contrast that sometimes, to keep in mind that being makir that the shayrish comes from before is part of kavod, but also not being an imitator of what came before is also part of kavod. I honor my father by taking what he's giving me, what he's given me, and bringing what I bring to the table with it. There's that shidduch of what he's given me and what, what I take with it. Not by being mavatal everything that's me and just becoming him. And perhaps that's another oimik in the, in the layeshev bim kaimai. Yashikayach. I'm wondering why the, in accordance with Sassam should be like a taking, not a yeshiv. Yeshiv is a different, different word than taking. You just answer that question because right. he's like almost the, like yeshiv, like the answer. Like filling it. Like fill, he's the answer to the Father. So mm. like, if it would be, Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. In dysfunction, people try to be the exact opposite. Like they're still living based on that reality of being exactly the opposite of the parents, which is still the same seed. That's interesting. What are you saying? What do you say? What Chaim said? In dysfunction, people try to be the exact opposite of the parents. They're still sitting in the same seat. They're just sitting. He's saying, like inside, you're really sitting right there <laughs> because. You're saying like your person's, a person's living his whole life like it's this, I'm not doing this. It's this, I'm not doing this. So you're living in the this. <laughs> very, very interesting. I heard, I heard a muscle job that, that one of our brothers told me like if you have a bunch of friends that went out to an ice cream store and pick a flavor and the, and the first guy got chocolate so the next five guys all said okay, um, I'm getting, I'm getting chocolate, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting chocolate. So they didn't choose because they did. But the six guys said, I'm getting vanilla doctor because he didn't get chocolate. It's not because you want vanilla. Right. Not That's also not a choice. Rabbi, what a healthy person does is not Yeshua Bukhari because he'll take the good that he got from his father, he'll use that and run with it for a while. His own is he's taking away the dirt, like he's sifting through it, finding what's good. And that's the way, that's what he's not being Yeshua Bukhari. An unhealthy person, I think, with common sense, what I understood from that. Is that since he's not sifting through the dirt, he's just throwing it all aside, he's really just taking it all in. Right, exactly. He's still holding on to it. But what's, what's amazing is that if, if you have someone that's, that's emulating you, you are more honored when he emulates you in his way than if he emulates you in your way. It's more of a cover. Because, because then it's becoming part of him. It's, it's, Chaimi, like you hear, like if I am, if I am exactly my father, I'm an imitator. So it means inside is nothing. But if I take what he gave me and I build my own house with those kaychus, so then I've made his thing more mine. I've made it mine. 
it's interesting even on the Gera Meshvachas, you know, there's Hasem, there's Imre Yemes, the Beis Yisrael, like all those things, there's like similar style, but it's not quite the same. Right? It's not, there's, there's like a, there's such a, there's such a, 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 a the way this Hasem is saying it, and they all quote their fathers, but they're not their fathers. It's a, Let's see what let's
You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.